us and cares for us and we encourage you to worship him with us and bless his holy name together a little something like this.
If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. Praise God for his word. You may be seated.
Father, as we desperately hear a word from you, God, speak. Uh, for your servants are listening, that we may hear a word from your God. Draw us close into your presence. Transform us, renew us, O oh God, reveal to us our faults, Lord, and that they may not have mastery over somebody, God. Help us, O oh God, to turn back to you. Help us to walk in fellowship with you, in righteousness with you, and that we may experience how great and how awesome, how amazing your love is. In Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. As we join in on our text again, the first letter to, sorry, the, the first epistle of John, the fourth chapter. As we look at this text and for this month, we're going to talk about love. And as we're talking about love, we want to help us to get a definition of what love is. And we live in a world that people try to tell you what love is, but yet God already has shown us what love is. And when we understand what God has already expressed and has taught us that we might teach others, it will be a better opportunity for us to show what love really looks like. And when we talk about love, I want to kind of expand our expression or how we define love by realizing that love is not limited to just one quality. There are diverse qualities or characteristics or attributes that involve love. When you think about love, oftentimes we come with romance and we come with relationships, but oftentimes we forget what's involved in a relationship in love. What makes love so awesome, what makes love so special are the properties of love. One trait of love is to understand that love does not matter your condition. Love is not based on how great something is or how bad something is if you love it. Some of y'all quiet on me because if you had the truth to understand that even when we were bad, God still loved us. So it wasn't based on my quality or my condition. It was based on his love. And so when I understand that love is not based on what I assume to be the value, but love is constant, that's when we understand that love is good because God is good. God has given us the evidence to show us what love looks like. God shows us love each and every day of our life. This love has been expressed to us through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's why we get into this letter from John. And many of us are familiar with John. This is the same John, the, of the gospel writer that opened up his gospel. John said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. This John helped us understand that this word was the light of men. And since he was the light of men, he also gave life to men. And this is the same John that recorded John 3.16, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son. I'm highlighting this, for John has been developing his theology of pointing out the superiority and the greatness of God, that Jesus is one with God, but also that God is love, and Jesus embodies what that love is. And that's why when he comes into 1 John, he talks about how we ought to walk in the light, for he is light. And he keeps on talking about how we are living priests, now we ought to be living out this gospel, walking out this gospel. But now we come to this part about here that he wants us to understand how we ought to love one another. Look how he says in verse 7 of chapter 4. says, Dear friends, let us love one another. For love what? Comes from God. Notice the source of love is God. That means if it's coming from God, it must be a good source. And being a good source means it's not corrupted. It's not defiled. It is not going to cause any troubles or problems because it is good. We know when, we do, when you receive something that's not good, that's not good quality, what do you do? You return it back. You're saying there's a defect, there's something wrong here, but has anybody ever gave God's love back? Ask how good his love is that you say, I'll take more of that, please. Yes, please. And when we understand the consistency of his love, that his love involves that I love you no matter your condition. I love you even when you mess up. I love you when you do good. The same thing is this, that my love is the same. Tell you never, God's love is eternal. 
Because if God is love, then God's love is eternal because he is eternal. He has no beginning. He has no end. So his love will never fail because it will never end. And here's a beautiful thing about when you think about the eternity and the affinity of God's love. It's another way to point out that our God is faithful. Here's another thing that we don't apply to love, but we say to somebody, if you love me, you would have been faithful. So that's another attribute and the quality of love is faithfulness. And faithfulness means that I can trust you and that I can trust you that you will do what's best in, at all times and that you will look out for the betterment of other people above yourself. That's love. God souls is this kind of love that is consistent that is faithful, that is always looking out for our benefit. You might be thinking about how you are reminded about this love in times of pain and times of suffering. We hear a reminder oftentimes when you go to a service, a home going for a funeral service, they read that 23rd number of Psalm. When you get down to that verse 6, it says, Surely and goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If you understand what's putting down, it's saying that your grace and your mercy, your compassion, your unfailing love will be with me all the days of my life. And if you start thinking about all the days, you mean my bad days, my not-so-good days, my difficult days, as well as my good days, your goodness and your mercy is with me, that's love, y'all. That when we understand that it's his love that's going to bring us through when people may leave us, people may forsake us, people may let us go, but God says, i got a couple of twins that's going to follow you. My mercy and my goodness, my love will be with you no matter what. Tell your neighbor, that's some good love, y'all. Love comes from God. God says his love. He expresses his love. He never withheld back what he wants to give us. He freely, lavishly gives it to us. And that's why he says, dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. Children of God knows what love is because they know who God is. And when we know what love is and we know who God is, we know that we must show love at all times. Our love is not based on conditions. I, I, I've dealt with it many times as a child that my mom and dad did not do anything that I wanted them to do. And I let them know with uncertain words under my breath while I'm going up the stairs in my room, I hate you. And that's coming down because I'm not getting what I want. But what's happening is there that because of my parents' consistent love, I still had a place to stay. <laughs> I still had food on the table waiting for me. I had clothes on my back. Even though my behavior and my expression was not loving towards them, they realized that I don't love you based on your behavior. Otherwise, I would never love this kid. Y'all quiet on me. And yet, since they made up their mind that I'm going to love you in the condition that you're in, that my love might help you grow out of that bad condition into a better condition. I thank God they ain't give up on me. When we understand how God loves us, even in our bad state, that he's loving us into a better condition. He's letting us know that even when you're upset, even when you're mad, even when you're going to say things under your breath, my love never fails. There's no condition on God's love. Love does not change when we mess up. His love does not change when we rebel. His love does not change because that love, that attribute of love is constant. God's love is constant. We know that this continuation of love, verse 8 goes on and says, But anyone who does not love does not know God. For God is love. Verse 9 says, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. Love is not cheap. Notice that love will cost something. Love is demonstrated by God showing us his love by sacrificing his son. And this kind of sacrifice is not necessarily talking about how you might give up something in order to give somebody something else. But the sacrifice is talking about is a propitiation. 
The sacrifice is atonement, which means that it was his death that made us right with God. This love means that I know you are wrong, but I want you to be right, my, my God. This is the kind of love that I know you don't know how to get better, but I'm going to love you till you get better. I'm going to love you even in the state that you're in and treat you as if I know who you can be. When we understand that this is the kind of love that God shows us, how much more we ought to show it to somebody else. This is the kind of love that does not tell somebody how bad they are, we tell them how good they can be. This does not remind them of what they've done wrong, but we tell them what they have done good and we want to look more of. See, when we're dealing with people that don't love us, oftentimes when they don't love us and then showing how they don't love us, they let us know why they don't love us. I can't stand you. You get on my last nerve. Every time you do this, you do that, and we're pointing out what we don't like about that person. And we're making that to attribute to what love is. But I want you to understand, you can still love somebody and don't like what they're doing. But you don't have to treat them what you don't like. But treat them how you love them. It's amazing how when you love somebody, they might stop doing the things you don't like because they realize, I want more of your love. And to get more of your love to do the things that you like, then I might do more of the things that you like. But the more you yell at me, the more you scream at me, the more you tell me how bad it is, you are tra you're training me to look for your love in a negative way. Y'all quiet on me. And so I will act out if that's how I get your love. Sometimes we train people how to act out because we don't teach them the positive, the affirmative. So we give them all the no's, all the bad things. And so therefore, any attention is better than no attention. But when you love somebody, it's amazing how they change. This is, if, if you go to different classrooms, you can see how one teacher can have control of the same class that is unruly in another class, but will sit down in the chairs in that class. And they're trying to figure out, well, what do you do different? And the simple statement is that how I love on the kids. You don't have to be bending over backwards and let them have their way, but you can love them and let them know, like, that's not going to run in this house. But if you do this, I will respect you, and I will treat you with respect, and I will look for what's best in you. So therefore, what? I will do what I can to get that reward from that teacher. And we can see when teachers talk about what did they do that when you change. So when you love somebody, this is what God has shown us that I'm going to love you based on who you can be, not for who you are right now. Anybody here glad that God loved you past your issues? And we, we know we're not who we want to be, but thank God we're not who we used to be. And thank God he's still working on us and transforming us and renewing us, helping us to be better in his presence. That's why oftentimes when people have a better relationship that make that other person be better. It makes them want to be better. Wants them want to live better because they realize I'm better because of you. Verse 10 says, In this love, not that we love God, but he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. God's love for us realize that I want to have a relationship with you. In the condition that you're in right now, we can't have this right relationship. But if you believe in Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, then we can have this relationship. God wants you to understand that you can't do it on your own, but in Jesus, you're able to be set free. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. When we understand that sin has caused separation in this relationship we have with God, that we need Jesus to close that gap by his death. So that's what it's talking about, this sacrifice. This love cost his life. This love cost him to die on the cross for our sins. But God's love brings forth salvation. We love God because he first loved us. When we raise our children in church and in Sunday school, one of the first songs they learn is about, yes, Jesus loves us. And we understand it before the Bible tells me so. We understand that he loved us first before we ever loved him. We understand that same love, how you love your child, you love your grandchild, your nephew, your niece. Before you even met them, you love them. You first love them. Then they learn to love you back. And that's why you got excited the first time they said, I love you. Or the first time they said your name. The first time they addressed you. You remember that. You write that down. You cherish that. Because that's their first sign of an expression of love towards you. Think about how 
God expressed his love towards us while we were yet still enemies, while we were still rebelling against him. He sent Christ to die on the cross for our sins. Verse 11 and 12 says, Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. But if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. We express what God has put in us. Therefore, if you want to show more love, we need more God. Hmm. That means I've got to spend more time with him so I can have more of his love in me, so I can share more of my love with others. The more I understand how to love him and to serve him, the better I will be able to express this love. Remember again, this love has different attributes and characteristics. A part of those attributes is our ability to have endurance or to be patient or to be long-suffering. That means that I'm willing to love somebody even when they're not going to get it right the first time. The second time, Lord knows it might be the hundredth time. But i got to realize that God's love never fails. So let me not give up, but let me keep on loving. Knowing that each one of us were made in the image of God. And since God made us in his image, that when we are loving on one another, we are loving on God. When God called us to love one another, he makes it very clear in Deuteronomy. It says that for love the Lord your God with all your might, with all your strength. And then love your neighbor as yourself. Notice if I love God first, it's going to make me easy to love my brothers and my sisters. Jesus made it very clear that this was the great command. So when we understand that God should be loved first, and when we love God first, then we love his creation, and we'll treat them with respect and with dignity, it will better help us to be consistent in our love towards one another. God's love for us is real love. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to what? Love one another. We have not seen God, but here's where it gets to the point that we have not seen God, but yet we ought to know how to love our brothers and sisters who we do see. And as we live with God and our, grows, and our love grows what, more perfect or more mature, we get better in this love, we will, we will not be afraid of the day of judgment. We're going to talk about more about this perfect love, this mature love. We're going to address 1 Corinthians 13 later on in this sermon series. How we are to grow and mature in love. But what here I want to highlight here, that it is a constant process. Nobody is ever going to reach the full measurement of love while we're here on earth. We've got to still grow. There's going to be times we messed up. But because of the love of God, we'll be able to confess. We'll be able to ask somebody to forgive us. We'll be able to go to them and try to make it right and try to, try to work towards reconciliation. But as we understand that this love does not bring forth fear, because of how great God's love is towards us, knowing that I've messed up, knowing that I'm not perfect, knowing I don't get it right all the time, I also know that I can boldly come before my God. Here's the things that we get scared of when we do something wrong. We're scared of the punishment. We don't serve a punitive God. We don't serve a God that rather punishes. But no, we serve a God that rather forgives us. A God that rather restores. A God that rather we repent so that we can spend eternity in heaven with him. We serve a God that wants us to be forever in his presence. Do you understand that when he comes back again, those who do not love him, those who do not believe in him, they won't be in his presence. And the reason why they will not be in his presence because it will be painful to be in his presence. The text says that they will tremble and scream and scare, hide us. We rather the rocks fall on us. So they understand that we can't be in the presence of his holiness and survive. So his mercy to them is that they go to the second death out of his presence where there's forever burning the fire. Notice how that is better for the reject those who reject God and the rebellious of God to be in hell because they can't stand to be in his presence. But yet those who love his appearing is a different expression. We're going to rejoice. We're going to shout. We're going to celebrate and be in his presence. And this awesome love is that he has established for us 
so that we might know this love through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's why, look, join in me, verses 78, and as we live in God, our love grows more perfect, so we will not be afraid on the day of judgment. But we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. I want to highlight here, it does not mean that we've been perfect, but it means that we've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. That we have been walking in a right relationship with God. And when we do sin, we confess and we repent of our wickedness and walk in obedience according to his will. Therefore, we're not afraid of him because we know, as in Romans says, that there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Such love, verse 18, has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it's for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. Again, the attribute of God's love is that it is complete. Uh, it is perfect. And it says perfect love casts out all fear. Uh, this perfect love means that I'm not afraid of what you're going to do to me. Because your love means you're going to care for me. When I know that you love me, I know if I messed up, I can come to you knowing that you're not going to bite my head off. I, I can come to you knowing that you're not going to throw it back in my face. I, I can come to you knowing that you wanna, we're going to work towards reconciliation and healing. When we understand how much God loves us, we're always working to grow closer together than further apart. Oftentimes we get into people that they tell somebody how they don't love them because how they've been injured and how they have been hurt. You know, we think about how have we injured and how have we hurt our God. When we look through the days of our lives and realize there's been more times that we injured and hurt our God. And notice that yet his love never fails. Surely goodness and mercy have followed me all the days of my life. Great is his loving kindness. Great is his faithfulness. When we understand that no matter what I have done, God's love has always been there. When we understand that God is love, that is real love. Love that's not based on condition, not based on reciprocity, not based on what I can do for you, but based on because I love you. This breaks the world about what love is, because the world makes sure I love somebody for what they have done for me, or what they can do for me. But God loves us. Here's my, my question for you. What can you give to God he does not already have? What can you do for God that he cannot do for himself? We hear the, the quote, right, you can't buy love. Well, we can't buy God. God is love. So there's nothing I can do that he cannot do. There's nothing I can give that he cannot give himself. So what, what should I do? I should just love him for who he is. When I love God for who he is, then I'm going to love his creation for who they are. For they are images of God. Imagine when we love somebody, right? We understand this. Then I won't treat you because of the treat you different because of the color of your skin. I won't treat you differently because of your social or economic status. I will love you based on that God has created you for who you are. Now there might be some things we don't like about one another. That's fine, but yet I should treat you with love. We understand that love. That means that I can come to you and I won't be scared. I won't be afraid because perfect love, what? Casts out all fear. There's no greater love than this than Christ made it very clear. For a man to lay his life down for another. For God so loved the world, what? He gave his only begotten Son. That whosoever believes shall not, what? Perish but have everlasting life. God's love for us has expressed itself in this attribute of faithfulness, of his patience, his long-suffering. That even though we're not who we should be, he loves us and encourages us and presses us to be who we ought to be. And the beautiful thing about his love is that his love is forgiven. His love is kind. His love is patient. His love never fails. Because he is eternal. He is forever faithful. But he is forever good. And that's how good his love is. So let us show how we are to love one another by how we love our God and how we love one another. Let us pray. God, we just thank you for how great is your love towards us. 
the Father, we just thank you, Lord, for loving us better than we can ever love ourselves. We thank you, God, for loving us even in times of pain, in times of trouble, in times of hurt, that in our not-so-good days, your love is still so good. We thank you, God, that your love follows us. As we wake up in the morning, as we lay down at night, your love is a present help. God, we ask to help us, oh God, to be more loving to those in our lives, oh God. Help us to be more patient, to be more kind, to show those many attributes and facets of love. Uh, that we might show your love in our daily walk, in our daily life. Father, Lord, I pray there might be someone here who does not have a church fellowship. Today they came to know your awesome love, oh God. And, uh, they want to call on Jesus as a Lord and say, Lord, I pray that they confess with their mouth. And believe in the heart is Christ died on the cross for his sins. And he defeated death by rising from the grave on the third day. And the Lord, I pray that they're looking for a church home. Lord, you'll guide them and lead them to this place. But if not, Lord, we pray you'll lead them and guide them to a, a church where they can, be, they can fellowship. And that they can hear your truth and be discipled and celebrate the communion and, of the saints, Lord, and the baptism. And so, Father, move as you in this place, we pray. Amen. Amen. As this is first Sunday, as we're going to continue to worship our God, uh, we're going to prepare the prayer to, after we break bread and drink of this cup together, we bring forth our offering to one another. Uh, if you have your elements with you, some of we might have the new chalice, right? So you see the bread is at the bottom and the cup is at the top, so you can separate it that way. Uh, as we prepare to uh, eat of this bread and drink of this cup, uh, let us pray. Mighty God, we just thank you. For how Jesus came and celebrated, Lord, on the night of his betrayal. That how he will become the bread that has been broken for us. And that his blood will be shed for the remissions of sins. So, Father, bless these elements. Bless us with your presence as we eat this bread and drink of this cup. We do so in remembrance until your coming back again, we pray. Amen. Amen. Has everyone been served? We may, but the ushers assist us. We have one in the choir, amen, to be served. In the choir stand. Thank you. Amen. Has everyone been served? On the night of betrayal, Jesus took of the bread and he blessed the bread and he broke this bread and said, this is my body. Let us eat together. Let us eat. Likewise, he took of the cup and he said, this represents my blood. You poured out for remission sins. Let us drink together. Let us drink. The gospel report that they collected Everything after they got done, this exit singing hymns. And we too will collect. Also, we're going to prepare to give God his tithes and our offering. So as we prepare to give God his tithes and offering, let us pray. Almighty God, we quickly give back to you what already belongs to you. We thank you, God, for how you prosper us and bless us. Father, yes, us bless those who have desire to give, but yet have none. We thank you, Lord, that you supply our every need. Now, Father, bless what is given. Uh, for the building and application of your church and for the glory of your ministry and for the building of your kingdom. In Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. amen. As you follow the instructions of the ushers, amen, they will lead us around to give God his tithes and our offering.
never let us love one another. That's to be this place, but never miss presence. May the sweet communion of God's Holy Spirit, God, is directly keep us and all be together. Oh,